everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon300. Today, I'm joined by my co-host Ethan Wiles. We have a special guest, a guest we promised to you last week. I don't know if you listened close enough, but if you did, you'll know who we're talking about. Let me check in with Ethan, and then we'll get right into it. I'm good, Brandon. We are approaching, or we exactly are, two weeks away from kickoff today. It's Wednesday the 21st as we record this, so two weeks away from kickoff. I know the guy we have on is excited to get going. We talked to him a little bit before we started recording about how practice was today. Now let's get him on and let's get going. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up kickoff. This guy is a specialist on the kickoff team, the punt return unit, one of the fullbacks in that backfield, a former walk-on who earned his place on this team and now a scholarship athlete here at Northern Illinois. Today, we are joined on the Huskies on Tap podcast by Northern Illinois fullback Brett Bostad. Brett, how you doing today, man? Good, man. Excited to get on here. Excited to talk to you guys about some Husky football. Hey, and like Ethan said, we're two weeks away. We're going to get some action here early November. How hyped are you that the season is right around the corner? Man, I'm stoked. When uh, they told us like the season was obviously like canceled or whatever, there was no one more bummed than I was, man. I was I was going through it. But then, you know, we got that. We got revived, you know, Coach Hammock, you know, he pulled some strings. I know I know uh, the, the medical staff here pulled some strings and, you know, the Mac, you know, Mac is back, baby. You got to love it. What's that process been like? I know we ask a lot, but, you know, the testing process every day, you're going into the facility, you're getting tested, you're you're going through the workouts, things like that. Obviously, it's a new world. Has it almost become normal yet? Have you guys adjusted to that? Yeah, it, it only took like a few days really to get normal. Because I mean, we wake up we usually do we usually test in the mornings. So wake up, you know, we get our testing times every uh, the day before, and yeah, just go, just uh, sign in, wait around until uh, the the group in front of you is like tested already, and then you line up, get the get the swab in the nose, each nostril, and then uh, deliver your samples, and you're all good after that so yeah no but it's it's gotten to be just like routine at this point nothing nothing too out of the ordinary I will say as someone who got my first COVID test this past week not a fan not a fan of the swab (laughs) yeah so so luckily we don't do the uh I think it's the PCR test where you got to go all the way up like you know they luckily we just swab uh, each nostril and then hold for like 15 seconds but no man if we had to do the uh if we had to do the PCR test where you have to shove it all the way up there, I don't know that. I don't know if I could do that every day. I know? got like a super sensitive nose. And when they did it, I thought I was about to sneeze all over the lady's hand. It was a tough scene. Oh, dude, I, I still sneeze. I've got, we've been, I mean, I've been tested. I can't even tell you how many times. And I still like, even the swab, I just like, I don't know. Just, just... I'd say four times a week times four, you know, you're probably 25, 30 times now, but outside of the COVID what were your ways to stay ready for this season? I know you said you were really disappointed when the news initially came out, but throughout the year, obviously, you know, for us students post spring, we, we had the longest spring break in the world. Everybody just went home, football, basketball, everything was canceled. How were you able to stay in shape and stay ready so that now on November 4th, go out there and smash some Buffalo Bulls head? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, during, yeah, what was that? Like a four month spring break or something like that. And I was, it was a long time. But uh, yeah, during that period, uh, what's called, you really don't know what's going to happen. Like you knew like there was going to be like issues with COVID, obviously, like during that, like that, that big break. But uh, I think the best like thing you can do is you still got to stay ready. You know, you still got to, I was working out up at this place. I go, I go back at home in a, like where I'm from and we just stay working out. Uh, I got a bunch of buddies who play college football and we always, we always meet up like when I'm back home and we always work out at my old high school. 
you got to always stay ready, you know, prepared. You know, you don't want to be caught on your toes. You talk about working out all off season. I know you remember a certain video that we posted during the quarantine time. It was a certain NCAA football 14 video where it was a nice little <laughs> option pitched to you on the outside, courtesy of uh, Brandon over here. Are we going to see the same speed that we saw in that video game on the real, on the actual football field this season? <laughs> Man, hopefully, hopefully a little faster. I mean, come on. What, what, what's NCAA doing over there? What, they got my speed at like 60 something. Come on. I'm, I think I'm it's a like a 70, that. 70, like three, but they oh. got, they got that, like the NIU team. I've won several natties with like with the current roster. So. <laughs> hey, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. But, uh, yeah, no, 73 not doing me justice. I'm you can ask the coach, I'm quicker than that. But uh no man, I, I was I saw that play and I was gonna go talk to Coach Sorrentino, the receivers coach. I was like, hey man, let's let's put that in. Let's uh, let's uh, that's awesome. Let's script let's script a little option for for Bum. Yeah. Dude, but, uh, yeah that, we probably we probably won't see that this year. <laughs> no, no, but we do get creative on office, and that was the thing. So, like we started this podcast, we interviewed McKelty and Trayshawn first, and it really just kind of came on a limb. I was granted access to the Western Michigan game. We had covered Notre Dame and the Bears, but like from a third person's view, we got all recycled stuff. I wanted to give us an opportunity to maybe try and get somewhere where we could maybe create our own stories and not just get what was given to us by other media. But with NIU, like the offense, the way, like, for example, the Husky special last year, Michael Love in the end zone, you guys are always running great creative stuff on offense. One thing I wanted to ask, cause I looked it up uh, when I was doing show notes on the topic of speed and on the topic of you getting to the house, what happened on that kickoff at Nebraska? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see you take that uh, one to the house. How are we going to get that one to the house this Um, year? (laughs) Man, well, well, if you watch the play, you'll see what's called. I get the squib kick. And if you see our whole front line thought I was going to like go down with it. And so they didn't block. And, and literally I'm, I, I I get the ball. I look in front of me. I see five Nebraska jerseys just running straight at me. I was like, well, I just got to duck my head and try to squeeze through this. Let's go. uh, Yeah. But I was like, you know what? whatever i'll take six yards on a kick return baby i saw that and i was like i was like i know brett was probably so hyped in front of like a hundred thousand people to get that ball and try to make a move dude yeah no it was i I knew like i for some reason i knew they were going to squib it just because we were going into half and it was like i don't know how many seconds were on the clock like probably six or something like that and i knew they were going to squib it to either me or the other fullback or the other uh yeah like fullback on the return and i was just like i was like well this kicker's looking like he's coming at me. And all of a sudden the ball, I just look up and the ball's just tumbling over head, end over end. I just pick it up and I'm like, all right, let's, let's see what we can do here. But obviously, obviously uh, there's other factors that come into that. But It's a plus play. Yeah. It's a plus play. On the topic of big crowds, you know, you're from Texas. We got to ask you because, you know, we're both Illinois guys. Is Texas high school football as big as they make it seem on the TV shows and in the movies? A hundred percent. So I, I'm from a small town of like, like a thousand, like a, I think six thousand, seven thousand people. But uh, no, nah, man, my stadium. I, I don't know how much how much my stadium seats at my old uh, high school, but uh, we would get our stadium packed. I had an indoor facility in high school. Like we had like, like it was just like insane. There's so much money that goes into like our like in football down there. And my senior year, actually, we went to uh, we went to state, and I think at 11 a.m. on a Friday, we had. I think it was 26,000 people for a, for a state title game. And I wasn't even in the high, I wasn't even in the highest classification. 
of like Texas high school football. I was there 6A and, and I was a four, we went to 4A high school and we had like 20,000 people at a state game. It was ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. I've always wondered that too, because well, I've always kind of wanted to go to a Texas high school game just because, I mean, I was big on like Friday night lights and all that. And obviously a lot of it is fictionalized. You, the, the hits and all that, not real, but yeah, the atmosphere has got to be so real. And to be down there for that aspect, you know, I know Brandon and I both played high school football, but that's got to be incredible. So I do want to bring it back to the fullback talk because I've got a question about that for you. Is there any fullback? in your mind that stands out as like your all-time favorite so that's it I, I like that question so growing up my whole family is actually like the reason I'm like I'm like associated with like northern or I'm not like too like like strange to like like the midwest or whatever my whole family is actually from Wisconsin and so I grew up watching like Wisconsin football and like the Green Bay Packers and uh, I loved watching like John Coon and another one, he plays for the Raiders right now. He used to play for the Badgers, Alec Ingold. I love those guys. And obviously, you know, you got you got your other guys like Kyle Juszczyk, but he's a different, I mean, he's an, he's an animal. But no, John Kuhn growing up, had a John Kuhn jersey. And I know you guys are probably Bear fans, probably not oh, big fans yeah. of that. But, oh, yeah. yeah. But it is what it is. I, I mean, those are quality fullbacks. I was going to say, too, like growing up idolizing like two Midwest football teams that just love to run the ball, especially Wisconsin, like, it doesn't surprise me at all that you are the position in the position that you are right now at Northern because the Green Bay Packers, the Wisconsin Badgers, I mean, you were just talking Big Ten football, ground and pound. like We're in the Mac. They, I, we're yep, in the Mac yep, now. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, though, yeah, like man. the way Juice Tech plays, though, like with you catching some stuff out of the backfield, making a couple of shakes, I can I can see the game right there. Yeah, no, uh, no. I mean, he's I mean, obviously, like he's like he's the man like they use him in all sorts of like packages and stuff. And he's a, he's a great athlete and he's a great blocker. So, yeah, no, I think obviously he's the best in the NFL to me personally, but uh, no, he, what he does is just, he's just, I mean, he makes the, he makes the position great. He makes a, he makes, you know, you want to have a fullback on the team. So on that topic, you're perfectly segueing me into my next question. So we've seen through college and through the pros, you know, fullbacks becoming obsolete in certain offenses with teams switching to the air raid, to the spread. How hard was that for you considering recruiting? There's a lot less schools than traditionally there were that recruiting fullbacks. Yeah, man, it's tough. And, you know, you don't like, you don't want to see it. But uh, the thing I think about uh, like having a, like a, like a true fullback, I think it's more like an attitude thing, really. Like, I always, like, I heard the, I was watching, uh, I forgot what I was watching the other day. It was an NFL football game. And Troy Aikman, I thought, had said it best. He's like, you know, I don't know why people are, like, trying to stray away from fullbacks. Like, like these guys are, like, and I'm, I guess I'm generalizing the whole position, but, like, they're, like, I'm, like, I'm willing to sacrifice, you know, whatever for the team. You know, I'm I'm a team guy, like, through and through. I think most of those guys are, I think, got to be considering, like, you're blocking, you're a blocking back. You know, you're not, you're not there for, like, the glory. You're not there for for like the yards you're not there for the yak you're there for you're there for the big blocks you're there for the pancakes you're, you're looking to get your get your nose dirty you know and like I think it's more of an attitude thing and I really think like it brings like something to the team and that's a uh, yeah it sucks that you know all these all these teams wanted to do air raid or whatever but, you know whenever they want to run the football I think you need you need some type of hard-nosed dude who's willing to put his face in it you know to pull it back to our bears, we got rid of Michael Burton and our run game has not been the same. So <laughs> take that how you want. But one thing I want to ask yeah, you, so man. are you still a Packers fan through and through? 
Yeah, no, yeah. Through I was brainwashed as a kid. I, I there's my dad would not just like wouldn't let me live in the house if I wasn't a Packer, Badger fan, you know, Bucks fan. You know, I had I had to I had to do that. Which I'm yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a diehard really. Like I I love the Packers, love the like or when I was you know like uh, like in high school, I love the Badgers. But uh, yeah, no, diehard. So one question that I kind of wanted to ask too was like we obviously were on the topic of the obsolete fullbacks and like the specific offenses, things like that. What was your walk on you moment like at NIU? Because obviously the fullbacks come far and few between, but like, can you give future walk ons the blueprint to a scholarship? Like, no matter what position they're playing at. Well, luckily, I mean, here at NIU, I mean, it, it truly like when, like, when Coach Hammock talks about like the, the best will play and like this is opportunity university, like, I would just say, just you got to work your tail off and you got to be dedicated in what you do. Like, like, if you look at the past, like, what walk-ons who's received scholarships, they're all, I mean, they're all willing to put in the work. They're willing to do this and that. But they, and they don't, like, they're, they're doing this hard work and they're just like, they don't think twice about it. They're not like, oh, I'm doing all this work. Like, I should get rewarded. It's just like, no, it's like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And I'm going to do it again the day after that. And it's just, you got to continuously just, just work your tail off. And that's, that's why I love this team. That's why I love this coaching staff, because it truly is all about if you get an opportunity, make the most of it and run with it from there. And that's what, like I said, that's what I love about this team. Yeah, there's there's a lot of young athletes, a lot of promise on this roster. One thing I wanted to ask you, and then we'll stray away from the fullback questions. Did you play any other positions in high school, maybe linebacker, D-end, or anything like that? I get this, gentlemen. I uh, I actually played O-line and D-line in high school. Were you yeah. bigger? Or Dude, was it was, kind of like you said, you went to a small school and it was just kind of like, you just kind of fit the profile. <laughs> no. So, so right now I'm two, I'm like 245 in high school. I was like 280. I was, yeah. I'm giving you I a was clap for say, that. I, Let's go. I was going to say like, I mean, great that you're at where you're at, but like, I was going to say where you're at right now would not be like Texas high school offensive line size. You would fly oh, like on the crown where we went to school at offensive that's, line. Like. That's yeah. You're like five-star athlete. Like where we're coming from. Yeah. That's, that's five-star athlete material like that. But no, that doesn't surprise me that like you play at the offensive level or the, the offensive and defensive line level at such a high level in high school that now it's translating over to, the college level at such a different position so that's what I find interesting about that I think it kind of like molded me into like who like I am is like being an old lineman and a D lineman like you just don't you don't expect like you know you're not you know your, your name's not going to be on the on the paper afterwards when your team rushes for like however many touchdowns you're not going to do I'm just going to the old line you know that's like I, don't know, I feel like the, the fullback position is the same you know a lot of stuff's going to go like unnoticed but I mean at the end of the day, you know, you did, you did right by your team and your team knows you did right by them. So, so I love Brett. That's what you got guys like us for. We'll celebrate your wins with you, buddy. Anytime. Absolutely. We in, Absolutely. We were definitely in fatty's village when that touchdown was scored. So I uh, love that, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, dude. I was, dude, I was, I think I blacked out on that play, man. I literally, <laughs> like, I, I literally, I swear, I, I, I kid you not. I was, I remember like I had the motion over. I remember getting the play in the huddle and I, well, I knew when I went in, I was like, all right, I think they're going to call it. And, and I got in and I'm like, and sitting there, I'm like, Marcus Childers came to the huddle and he goes, he goes, all right. And he said the play and I was like, oh man, I was like, all right. I was like, all right, just do not. Looking down at your hands. Like, just don't fail me now. <laughs> Literally, I was like, just don't, just don't drop this football, man. And I, I get, I get to, I get to my back set. He motions me over. 
and then after that, after the motion over, don't remember anything except Croft coming up to me, like headbutting me, you know, and then the old line came and it was, that was a good time, man. That was definitely a great moment, man. It was, it's, it's worth everything, you know, just a good time. So on the topic of that, we'll, we'll go into your top three moments. I know you, you know, you're going into your second playing year. You had a red shirt year in 2018. We'll use that as one. What are two other moments that you really look back on and say, wow, I'm glad to be a Husky. I would say like two would be um, that Western Michigan game because to end the season last year, we're four and seven, I believe. And we're playing Western and Western needs to win this football game to go to the MAC title. And we had, I mean, you really think about it. We have nothing. We really had nothing to play for our seniors, you know, I, like they were kind of out of it. Trey Harbison ended up saying like he wasn't playing the game, which I mean, fair to him. Yeah. I remember um, that came out. Like, I think the day of, I think that, yeah. and then, and then um, Ross was still kind of hurt from the Toledo game before. And then Marcus ended up getting the call. But I mean, like you said, what a rally. Yeah, no. And just, that was, I mean, great moment. It felt good. Like as a team, like, to send the seniors out with a win versus Western who, I mean, they're a good, they're a good football team. And they were, they were, they were playing for the Mac title. So, you know, that was a big, that was, I liked, I liked, that was a good memory for me. And then uh, one, I mean, one's gotta be, you know, when coach ham, you know, after practice called it up and, you know, told me I was going to be on scholarship. That was, I mean, that was awesome, man. You don't, you don't really like you, you think about you, like you think about like the moment and how it's going to be or whatever, but it never truly like equates to, you know, when they say it, you know, when your coaches say it. And it was just, it was just like a really, it was just, I don't know, it was a really good time. It was really, you know, the best moment I've had at NIU. I hate to take it back because I should have asked this question when you brought it up, but I want to bring it back to you to playing offense and defensive line in high school. How does that help you understand the blocking schemes better? How does that, you know, help you further your football knowledge in terms of playing the position that you do and overall just general football knowledge. Yeah. So on all line, I mean, you know, first step and, you know, using your hands is everything. And I think that's, that's undervalued. Like for like, when you get to play tight end, like I don't play tight end, but I'm like in the tight end like room. Like I, I work, like we work with the tight ends and like, you know, you see like a lot of their problems is like their first step and like their hand placement, like their head placement. And I feel like that's what something like I, I excelled at when I first when I first got here is because like you're so used to it, like being an old lineman, you know, you're, you're always doing that in practice. And then also like the run scheme, like like visually thinking about the run scheme and like how certain like how you're supposed to fit this and like where your head needs to be on a block or, you know, like hand placement and all that. And it definitely I think it was the one thing like people you probably be like, oh, that's probably like a hard transition. But really, I mean, I think. I think it translates obviously straight to the blocking factor of like being a blocking back and all that. And then obviously uh, the other part of being um, like a, like a fullback tight end is like the cat, the pass catching part, but like, I don't know. I got, I, I like to say I got good hands. So, you know, this came natural, but I mean, blocking is a huge part. And I do think the O line D line made me aggressive enough and really helped me there. Yeah. And I got to say aggression is the nature of your position. What is your favorite part about playing fullback? Like you said, like teams that carry fullbacks have a certain type of attitude, a certain type of identity. Like we're going to run the football. We're going to bully you. What is your favorite part about playing that position? Cause like you said, it's not all glory. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, attitude, like, I mean, when I come, I mean, like when a fullback comes in a game, you're like, all right, he's not about to, you know, I mean, I could go, I mean, for the most, I mean, there are going to be times where I go out and route, but like, for the most part, they're like, all right, 
nut up. It's 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 run like they're 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 trying to run the football, and like for the most part, like I said, they you they know you're trying to run the football. So like it's an attitude mindset. It's like all right, they know what we're doing. I I know what I know what they know. So now it's just I got to go hit them in the mouth, and that's that's like the attitude you got to come with, and that's that's part of like playing a position, and you know I I like I said I love it. I love I love knowing that they know, you know. I'll bring it into the the fun question now. NIU Athletics has announced that they'll be selling cardboard cutouts for the season. If you could put one cardboard cutout of anyone in the stands, who would it be of? Oh, that is a tough question. Hmm. Cardboard cutout of anybody. You guys are probably going to hate this, but uh, I'd like a nice picture of Aaron Rodgers with that nice little stash he's got going. I'm trying to go mine myself. I knew it. Just, I knew it. Oh, no. I knew it. I knew he was going to say you trying to grow the stash out for the season? Yeah, yeah, I am, dude. I just, just not, a, just can't get the mustache going, man. I got everything. Like, I got to shave everything else. I just shaved yesterday. I'm trying to think of something like, like off top, like you know how in hockey they do like playoff beards. I want to say like you can't get shaved until I don't know what until we win the MAC. So maybe like maybe like three four months, you're just gonna go into the MAC with a handlebar, and you know you'll get on ESPN if you're on the MAC with the handlebar, hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Every time uh, Oregon plays, they show that strength coach sixty five thousand oh, yeah, times because he's got the captain hook stash. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll figure we'll figure something out where we'll make sure that that stash grows throughout the season. But one thing I mentioned at the beginning and one thing Ethan and I have both done in our careers playing football is playing on the special teams units, kickoff, punt, similar to fullback. That's a, you know, you're in a position to just go down and hit someone in the mouth. What do you like most about playing on those units and how have they helped you, you know, become a better fullback? Yeah. So for example, on a kickoff return, uh, you know, I mean, you got 11, you got 10, 11 dudes running right at you when you're playing kickoff return. And it's just like, all right, you got to, you know, you got to come with the mindset of like, all right, they're trying to knock my head off. So I got to go, I got to go do the same to them, you know? So you really got to bring it. And like punt, punt's the same way, you know, like they're, they're trying to come after you. They're trying to block a punt. They're trying to hold you up, make sure you can't tackle the, the returner. So, I mean, it's just that mindset of like, you got to become, you got to be aggressive and you got to get after it. Cause I mean, you don't want to be caught in that position where, you know, let's say someone on kickoff return, you get like an Alabama situation. You got like that. What's that guy Mac where he came and just smacks the return. You don't want to be the guy that missed that block. And, and, and your ears uh, breaking when you get back to the sideline, your oh, eardrums man. popping. I'm I was going to say too, there's always something about like, if you're on the kickoff team and your team's kicking off to start the game, there's something about being part of that opening kickoff that just oh i gets love you going. that yeah that's the best yeah yeah no no doubt um but uh so yeah the question about like kick, yeah the, the opening i mean that's that's like that gets i mean that starts the game that sets the tone right so like uh kickoff kickoff return you gotta i haven't been a part of a kickoff return for a touchdown yet but i mean when it happens hopefully this year i mean i'm gonna be going berserk man that's gonna that's are you a, calling in the opening kickoff of uh the niu buffalo game are you calling it a kickoff return Hey man, I I wouldn't. I'm not putting it past us. I'm just saying because we've been we've been working up. We've been you know really focusing on special teams, focusing on kickoff returns specifically because we had issues with that last year. So I'm not putting it. I'm not putting it past us, man. I'm I'm excited for the special teams units this year. I think we got a bunch of young guys who want to get after it. I know a bunch of older dudes that know the schemes, you know, like and also want to get after it. So we're gonna have a hell of a special teams, you know. I feel like. 
I'm going to turn it over to our guy Legatron. What's it like running down on a punt that you know is going about 65, 70 off the leg? Dude, Ferentz, he's a beast, man. And he's so – I think you guys have had, you guys have had him on here. He's a – Yeah, we had him on. Yeah, he, uh, he's a beast, man. He's always working on – if I have former walk-on, he's uh, always – like I, you can just – every time I practice, like when – you know, because the specialists, they don't got to do much. They got to kick, you know. But uh, Ferentz is always rock, walking around with a ball in his hand, focusing on his drop, focusing on his leg kick. Like, but now, nah, man, whenever he, whenever I know the, the fact that I know Ferentz is behind me punting a ball, I know I'm just, I know he's going to place it right where I, like right where the team needs it, you know, about, you know, 40, 50 yards past where the line of scrimmage was. It's just, it's, it's a lot of confidence and it's, it's great for our punt unit. We're wrapping up here. It's your last meal in DeKalb. We know you're from the South, so a little different up here. You can only take three friends with you. Where are you going out to eat? Who's coming with you? Man. So obviously fatties, you gotta love fatties, you know, it's a good spot, but I feel like you guys might get that answer a lot, but, uh, it's the fan. I'm gonna say, huh? Yeah. Fan favorite for sure. I mean, love, you gotta love fatties, but, uh, I'm actually going to say, cause we don't have it in Texas and I, and I, obviously it's a, it's a spot, but I would go to Culver's and you said three or like, like three buddies. So, yeah, we wanted to combine because we always ask everyone what their three best friends are on the team. And then we get like 50. So you can only take three. You're going to Culver's. We're getting some butter burgers and ice cream. Who's coming with? Yeah. So, yeah, Culver's, you know, got to get the butter burgers, like you said. Maybe some some custard. I know it's called frozen cu- or uh, yeah, custard. You can't call it ice cream. Oh, no, I'm canceled. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. But yeah, people will get mad or whatever. But uh, and then I would take. Routine, Tristan Tavis, and uh, Nolan Potter. You got Nolan Potter. Nolan Potter plays right tackle. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but number 69. That, oh, dude, that dude can house some food. I was that about dude, to ask, is he the one who's eating the most burgers? Dude, he, dude, he'll go to a restaurant, spend $30, and still be hungry after. He, <laughs> we love to is, see that. He is a that's, house. And, that's you know, a unit. No, yeah, I would take those three and go to go to Culver's, start smashing some, smash some uh, grub there. I love their cheese curds too. They got a lot of good stuff, and that's like a yes, Wisconsin. Bro, I was just about to yeah, throw those in there. Wisconsin, Illinois thing. Like you don't get that down in Texas. Oh no, negative. I, if you mentioned a cheese curd to someone down there, they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" They just they had no clue what you're talking. Our about. junk food in See? Illinois and Chicago is like unmatched across the nation. But oh, here's dude. the thing, though. The Texas cuisine is just so prime. I mean, yeah, the Texas barbecue. barbecue. Oh, dude, let's go. Like, yeah. Dude, that's the yeah. that's the one thing about Illinois, man. It's like like in the Cal, there's no barbecue, man. I was just. There's no good like, barbecue I, place anywhere in the Midwest, Brett. Let's be real here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, you get I, like I, I, import I, places from other towns and like someone who grew up somewhere else that will make a restaurant out here. But those are few and far between. Those are fullback restaurants in Illinois. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. But no, nah, dude, that's the, that's the one thing we need in the Cowboys. It's a nice barbecue spot, man. If we if we had that, I don't know, man. I would I'd be there. I might be there every other day. I love to hear that. I'm a huge barbecue guy myself. One thing I wanted to ask you, we'll we'll tune in on the school part real quick. What are you majoring in? And if football doesn't work out as a career, what would you like to put that you know degree towards? So yeah, I'm a marketing major, and if uh, football doesn't work out. Obviously, I'd want to stay in football for as long as like I possibly could. So like I've always wanted to do uh to like even like even be a coach even, but uh 
you know, if like, uh, if I ever stray away from football, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I would, uh, I know my, uh, I, you know, I haven't really thought about this with my marketing degree. I would probably just go and. You could probably yeah. work for an organization like a football team. Think about I was going to say, or, or you, have you to know Brandon, all the ins and outs. You yeah, and Brandon as like two offensive gurus. Like, I mean, I've just seen Brandon on the sticks and NCAA 14 <laughs> and you want to be a coach. So like, I mean, you, you pair those two together and, I think it'd be a pretty nasty peewee offense. Oh man, oh, he's he's comparing me to Dougs right now. <laughs> oh yeah, Coach Dougs. See, I that was that was that was fun to follow during, like over quarantine and all that. But uh, no, uh, no, we would wreck the peewee leagues, dude. We'd be running all these like triple option, all this or like any type of misdirection. I love that you said triple, triple option, option guy. Yes. Brandon is the triple option. Dude, I guy. triple option people to it. death. They literally, your opponent has left the match every single time. It's such a. And I was. And I, I love the offenses that run it. I said, and I was the opponent. <laughs> hey, someone's got to be on the other end. But no, man, if you can run the triple option right and efficient, it's a game. It's it's game over, man game over linebackers are they're all over the place uh one thing i want to ask you you know we kind of talked a little bit earlier to people that are in your position as walk-ons but just a general statement to underclassmen or people just getting to the program yeah so i mean i would say embrace the hard way because you know when you get here the coaches aren't going to be like all right we uh you know just you know take it uh do whatever you want you know we'll you know, you'll, you'll play eventually or whatever. No, like they're, they're on you all the time because they want you to perform. They want to get the best out of you and they want to see you succeed. So embrace the hard way, embrace like the elements like that we have to play in. Like we, we're not, we're, we're practicing outside, you know, like for like, we've been practicing outside. We haven't been using the indoors because we're trying to embrace the elements. We're trying to like, it's, and it toughens you up. It gives you like this like this edge to you of like, all right, we practicing this stuff every day. What's another, what's another day going to, what's another, you know, 60 minutes on the field, like to us of like playing in the cold. So no, it's uh, embrace the hard way, you know, work your tail off and expect nothing. And like, and then, you know, sooner or later you will, you will get what you want. You know, you will get the playing time, you will get an opportunity and, and you will end up making the most of it because you are prepared. I'm glad that you said the thing about the weather too, because as you saw last season, Ethan and I were at every home game, the way it's looking this year with the schedule and how it's set up, it's not going to be the nicest weather. So you definitely have to be prepared for that. And like you said, it's not going to be like crazy 400 yard passing games, throwing it all over the yard. It will be a battle of the elements, but you guys, like you said, will be prepared because although we do have the nice and beautiful Chessex center, Coach has got you guys outside. And two, again, I'm going to shout it out. Coach, thank you guys for making so much noise in the morning. It gets my day started nice and early. I know Ethan's already up for work, but I love that <laughs> alarm clock because yeah, sometimes I, mine don't work. I heard him popping this morning. There was some popping. There was some uh, There was some oohs. There was some ahs. There was a lot of whistles blowing. It sounded like a, uh, it sounded like a fun day on the field, I can tell you that much. Yeah, no, 100%. Physical, physical practice and obviously we're up at what 5 30 you guys probably hear or six o'clock you guys probably hear uh some music going on some yelling some screaming some uh juice being created juice, yeah yeah and uh so yeah no it's uh, we just we just got to rename husky stadium the juice factory the juice, yeah, i the juice just factory. i just figured it out like that's what we got to do can exactly. you do me one favor real quick brett can you go ahead and plug your social medias your instagram and your twitter so uh we can get you some followers here yeah, I mean, so I know my Instagram is uh is at Brett Bostad and I so every, yeah, so everything is just 
at Brett Bosted on uh, Instagram and also uh, on the on the old Twitter. So today we were joined by Brett Bostad, the fullback here at Northern Illinois. We got into a little bit of his high school football history, how he's been able to be successful here at Northern in his short period of time, and what he's looking forward to most about this season. Ethan, do you have anything here before we wrap up with Brett? That was a great interview, Brett. Uh, Obviously, thanks for following us. You've been a a diehard since the beginning, and uh, we appreciate that. We're looking forward to seeing you out on the field in two weeks, and uh, you know whether we're behind the fence or in the stadium, we don't know yet, but Hey, we're going to be supporting you from wherever we are, brother. Uh, yeah, no, it's great to be on here. I was excited to do it, man. I love what you guys are doing. I love you guys are getting into Husky football. I love it. You know, keep doing what you guys are doing. You guys are a good, t- a good duo, I would say. And uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. You guys are going to, you guys are going to get, uh, get far. Hey, we appreciate the support. We will definitely support you in whatever way we can. This was Huskies on Tap presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. We thank Brett Bostad for joining us today. And go Huskies. Yeah. I got drinks of living left in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drinks of living left in the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. Dirt, dirt. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over coming with it. The, they took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.